It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, Real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott, and our special guest, Troy Halliburton, back for part two. We're going to talk about GM candidates and more about Tommy Shepard's tenure. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making a lot of wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so let's get started about the GM candidates. Um, so Josh Robbins tweeted out that the Wizards are not employing a search firm to identify candidates for their vacant GM. Slash president of basketball operations, job lease sources told The Athletic today. Four years ago, the team used a search firm after Ernie Grenfell's dismissal. A different approach this time. And, of course, you know, Ernie used this – I mean, um, Ted used the search firm to – uh, end up with hiring a guy that was already in house in Tommy Shepard. Um, he did what well, contact 78 people. He contacted Barack Obama. He contacted Greg Popovich <laughs> just to end up with Tommy Shepard as the GM. Also, oh, Frank Cass. I just, just, oh, go ahead. Just hearing you like say this stuff out loud is it's comical. Like <laughs> they went through an elaborate search firm 
and talked to all these people. <laughs> and then they hired the guy who was underneath Ernie. Oh my God. That's just, it's unbelievable. Like you have to laugh to keep from crying. And so can't make it up. Now this time, oh, well, I'm gonna tell you why they're I'm gonna tell you why right now they're they're not hiring a search firm. They don't have time. They don't have time. Like that's the thing, like don't it isn't like nothing they're doing that makes sense. They don't have time to go out and hire a search firm and have this because a search firm, they're gonna take their time. They don't they're not gonna be rushed through this process. They're, they they have to, you know, their performance is is based on doing their due diligence. And so, you know, they they like it's a it would be a waste of money. To, to go out and get a search from at this point because they have to make a hire within the next month because the draft is coming up on the 22nd. And to me, honestly, I think if I were the Wizards, I would try to make a hire before before the, even the draft lottery to get somebody locked yeah. in because, you know, like, look, it, it, it's going to be, it might be, depending on what happens on May 16th in the draft lottery, this job could be a very desirable one. Or you know, it, it, this could be a, a, a job where you know people people might not be you know too happy to come here, you know. But I think that when you look at the timeline of what they can do, like they it's, it, it's not feasible for them to hire a research firm because there just isn't enough time to to to, to go through an extensive process like that with you know the draft and everything coming up. They 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 need to make a hire within the next month. Oh, realistically. <laughs> right yeah um they, they shouldn't waste any time with this especially um with the i mean the best thing they got going for them right now is that they're the only team looking for a general manager so that's the best advantage they have right now they're not competing with anybody this is the only open spot but like that's a good point about the lottery pick because if we get ninth again then gm Bob Myers might be like yeah i want to go back and to go state like <laughs> <laughs> You know, but right, if they get yeah. number one, then hey, look, everybody, Masai Ujiri would be like, yo, uh, what kind of outs do I have on this uh, contract with the Raptors? Like, every, like, it really, it changes, everything could change based on what happens May 16th. Yeah, even, even really three, even two, I mean, of course, Scoot Henderson at two, but even three. Yeah, but yeah even two or three, like, if, mm. if four, if they, if they can jump up into that top four and, 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 and get one of those picks. And get one of these certified blue chip prospects that everybody's talking about. Then I think that that can very well change the trajectory of this organization. Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, and also, Fred Katz uh, said sources uh, NBA sent out a memo telling the other 2019s that the points of contact in the Wizards front office are now Vice President of Player uh, Programs John Thompson the third and Assistant GM Brett Greenberg. Neither has an interim title, but they're the people to call if other teams are doing business. So I guess. Uh, what what have you heard about Josh Harper's report first um, about the them not employing a search firm to identify candidates um, four years ago? Uh, well, you already said your take on that, but what what are your thoughts about JT three and Brett Greenberg? Is there any inklings that you have that they may take a turn and promote one of those guys? Even though Ted said he's going to go out out of the building, is what are your thoughts on on that uh, tweet from Fred Katz? No, I think that I think that's very accurate as to what was going on. I I knew so I was I was kind of unsure about Brett as far as whether he I knew JT three was saying he's solidified like he like because and then when you look at like the way the wizard the way that monumental basketball is kind of structured it's like JT three is kind of like on his own level even to uh you know what Sashi Brown and 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 uh, Tommy Shepard were but his just responsibilities are just different so you know and when it comes to uh, you know, basketball decisions, I don't think that JT3 
really had much input or say. But as far as a lot of the other things that Monumental Sports is doing, I think that, you know, he has kind of solidified and entrenched himself in that role and that he's definitely safe to, you know, still be here. And so and right now, that's just a point of contact for, you know, people who are, uh, you know, within the organization or other NBA teams or even like Ted, when he wants to, you know, have business done, like he, he's, his point of contact is probably JT3. And so when it comes to like basketball decisions, you know, if there needed to be a basketball decision made, uh, I guess that would be Brett Greenberg. But I don't think, like I said, I don't think there's nothing, there's nothing to be done until, you know, May 16th and then, and then, and then ultimately the draft in June. But, you know, like, like I said, JT3, I think that, you know, it, it was weird because I, I was talking with somebody uh, who, who, who works within the league. And he made a joke. He asked me, so so are JT3 and Brett supposed to hire their new boss? You know, it, it, it's kind of it, – it definitely uh, begets more questions as far as, you know, uh, the, the, the corporate structure as far as, you know, what, what like who is reporting to who and, you know, what powers these people have. But, you know, I, I've heard that they've already begun the interview process, and, and the name that I've heard was uh, Milt Newton, who's the assistant GM for the Milwaukee Bucks, is that, he, you know, he he was with the Wizards organization from 2003 to 2013, so he spent a decade here under the the, the Tommy and Ernie, uh, you know, tenures. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, he, he's a very viable candidate that, that, that the team is looking at, and he's already interviewed from, from my understanding. Right, and you said uh, which which team, which roster is he, which team is he with right now? He's with the Milwaukee Bucks right now. So he's the assistant general manager of the team that just won the championship the two right. seasons ago. So you know, I think that you know, uh, this would kind of be it, it. This would actually be like the perfect Ted hire because he's a guy who's already been here, but he could technically say, "Oh yeah, I hired from outside the organization," <laughs> even though he spent the <laughs> decade here under Ernie and Tommy, but you know, he's, he came from the outside. So it, 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 it won't, this will be totally different. <laughs> right. Kind of like the Tim Connolly uh, way. If they do inquire with, with Tim. Yeah. And, and we, like I said, we, we, we can get into like more candidates. I, I just, I, I can't see the, the Connolly thing happening just because I mean, Minnesota just got him and he already, he didn't already flip that franchise upside down in one year. Like it'll be tough for him to just walk away from that after one season, so I, I just I just can't see Conley, you know, uh, being a viable candidate for this job. Right. Yeah. I mean, Conley, it makes sense because, like you said, you know, he worked with Tommy or he worked with the Wizards. So Ted Leonsis has familiarity with Tim Conley, a local guy, went to Catholic University from the DMV area. Uh, so it makes sense for them to interview him. But like you said, it doesn't make sense at the same time because he's really just started with the Timberwolves and Timberwolves worked hard to bring him in as the GM. And uh, I know people have soured with him, like you said, with the Rudy Gobert trade, giving up all those picks for Rudy Gobert. So that is a concern with Tim Connolly, but he's made some good moves throughout his career. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to get to some more possible candidates. But before we do get into that, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay, guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part, check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win. 
when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, Brandon, you can go ahead. Sound like Russell uh, Wilson, man. Let's ride. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I know, right? So I know we're talking about GM search, but let's talk about a a other major need real quick, Uh, point guard. Now, looking at a potential fit at our future point guard of the future, do you see us getting uh, really handing the keys off to a rookie like Anthony Black or Casey Wallace? Or do you see this team handing the keys off to the offense to a established veteran point guard? What do you think? I would probably go with established veteran point guard. Um, you know, just point guards in the NBA, like a rookie point guard, if you're not, you know, Derrick Rose or, you know, John Wall coming in, like most of these rookie point guards aren't going to be uh, uh, starter quality. Like, like I, I just don't see that happening. Um, a name that I would look at, that the Wizards probably would look at and try to figure out, uh, you know, somebody like a like like a Fred Van Vliet, if 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 they could possibly, you know, try to pry him away. Uh, but that would entail them not bringing back one of either KP or Kuzma. But that might be a good thing for them because they need a point guard back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bless but, you. I think, like, I think point guard. I think that the fact that they haven't addressed the point guard over the over the last uh, three seasons, or, the, or since Russell Westbrook was here, I think that that is another one of the main reasons why Tommy Shepard is on his way out the door. Is because, like, you know, this is in today's NBA, the pace and space era. To not have a competent starting point guard is almost criminal. You know, for the last two years, like. And I know that, you know, I like Monty Morris a lot. And I just never thought that he was a starting quality point guard. And I think he's a great backup. I think he's one of the top five backup point guards in the NBA. But he's just not a starter. And being able, not being able to have a guy next to Brad to be able to set him up, to be able to run the offense, to be able to kind of direct the team, I think has been one of the major flaws of the Wizards over the last, you know, couple of years. Now, it's funny that you brought up Monte, because if we do indeed find that point guard of the future, you know, if you look at Monte, DeLon, and Jordan Goodwin, is Monte that guy? Is he the odd man out to be moved? Uh, I, I think, I mean, to be to be potentially moved, yes. And I think that he still has value, because like I said, he's one of the top five point guard, backup point guards in the NBA. You know, I think that that's a guy who, he, he, what he showed me this year is he's exactly who I thought he was. You know, like, you know, he's a guy who limits his turnovers. He's a decent shooter. And he, he can he can run an offense in a, in, a, in a controlled environment. But just don't rely on him to, to be blowing past people and dropping dimes and setting folk up like that. He's not that type of point guard. But he's just a, he's just a nice, steady hand. And one of, one of the things I noticed about this is you brought up DeLon. Man, DeLon Wright's not a point guard. Like, uh, we can start we – can, we, can, we, can, we can call it with, like – what it is like he's not a point guard like he he plays point guard he defends point guard but 
he's not a point guard. So, you know, I think that they need uh, like Monte on the team, like in order to, to, to help facilitate and run the second unit. So is point guard really what they're looking at in the draft or would a player like Cam Whitmore be? A target because you know I have no idea wing. what they're looking at in the draft because my okay. main source just just get walked out of the building so yeah, yeah. I, have, I have no idea what they would be looking at. Um, I know that I mean from from conversations that I've had with you know people within the team uh, before Tommy was let go, I I think that they're looking for a three and D wing and, and, and like you know I think I think that they're they they've been like really looking for the next. Everybody in the NBA is looking for the next Paul George. <laughs> yeah, he's in Villanova. I'm trying to tell you, Cam. Hey, hey, man, hey, hey, but then, but then, hey, but that, that might be a guy today. That if if he's going to be there at the eight or nine pick, because I'm gonna be a pessimist here. I just I just can't see the Wizards jumping up. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm mad they 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 lost that 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 tie break with Indiana, and so that seven eight. If that comes back to haunt the Wizards, if that. If one of those late season wins comes back and haunts the Wizards, man, you know, so Wizards Twitter will 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 definitely uh, 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 have a lot to talk about on draft lottery night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So before we move on to talk about the GM search, tonight's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Groceries, school shopping, and get a little something for yourself. You know you're already doing it. So why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? Watching your closet grow with purchasing all the season's latest trends. How about also watching your cash grow back for these purchases with Ibotta? We're always throwing money at something. Kids school supplies, a new house project. The list goes on. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned cash without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. You can earn cash back on everything, every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a a year in real cash back that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing or that game you've been dying to go to or that fancy dinner you've been craving a typical basket of groceries was over 50 dollars more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation you could earn two and a half times that in cash back from ibotta and even more depending on how much you use ibotta ibotta gives you real cash back no not points other apps give you points that don't amount to much but ibotta gives you real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account PayPal or gift cards. You can get back cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just trying Ibotta for using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. That's I B O T T A at the Google Play or App Store and user code LOCKED. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. Uh, what other GM candidates do you think are realistic for the Wizards? Um, you know, everybody is, is, you know, pointing to Bob Myers. You know, the Athletics said that they could inquire with Bob Myers, Masai Ujiri, uh, Trajan Langdon with the Pelicans is out there. 
Uh, who else have you heard or who else do you think are realistic candidates? Yeah, well, like I said, uh, I think uh, Milt Newton, I said already, who I think I've heard his already interview. I think Trajan Langdon is a very valuable candidate, uh, is, is a guy that I know that's going to get an interview. Um, Bob Myers, I think, is a very, is, is as far as the big game hunting goes, as far as like the big names, I think that Bob Myers is, is an actual thing that could happen because his contract with the Warriors is going to be up. Uh, and so, you know, there won't be, there will be less hassle. Like, like if they want Masai Ujiri, they're probably going to have to give up a draft pick or something because he just resigned in Toronto. And so, I mean, he might, he might very well be worth a second round pick, you know, like if, if we're being honest, but Bob Myers, I think this is a guy that, you know, that, 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 that he, will probably be on the hunt for a very big lucrative contract. And I think that, you know, he's a guy as a former agent uh, who, who has ties with the, I know, I know he, he's really close with David Falk and David Falk's offices are in DC. And I think that, you know, that, that, that he might want to, you know, be in DC and, and he might, you know, have other aspirations just outside of being just a GM, like, you know, like that, and DC is a very powerful place to be in, and, and this is a guy with with a lot of connections and and can make stuff happen. So I think that him being in DC is is kind of attractive to him. Um, as far as like I said, Trajan Langdon, I think is, is a young uh, up and coming. Well, he's really not that young. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, he he's been out of the league for you know like about a decade now, two decades. But uh, I think he, he's only like forty between forty forty five years old. So, like, I think that he's a guy who is on the rise, and but he doesn't really have any ties to this team or this franchise. So, you know, if they were to make that higher, I, I would be kind of surprised. Ooh, I'm sorry. I just look at Trey Young just hit a shot with 1.8 seconds left. Uh, oh, sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, it's crazy to go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I, and I think that uh, – there are a couple of other names that I would look at. Uh, there's a guy out in Sacramento named Paul Johnson. He's from the D.C. area. He uh, was just named uh, Executive of the Year in the G League. And so I think that that is a guy that the uh, team might look at as, as far as getting him involved in the interview process. I'm not sure if if if, if he's like a, a real candidate to get the job. But, you know, there are going to be people that, that are going to get interviews. And, you know, that will help them build their careers moving forward. But if I had to pick on this date, I would say I would say that it would be between Milt Newton and Bob Myers as far as who's going to be the next GM of the Wizards. I think Milt Newton has an advantage right now because, you know, I'm not sure if they've interviewed other people. But like I said, I, my reporting is that he's already interviewed with the team. And so this is a guy who has familiarity with the Wizards as far as he was with the organization uh, for 10 years. And this is a guy who, you know, he's the assistant GM of the Milwaukee Bucks and helped lead them to a championship. And, you know, th this is a guy that is very well liked and respected around the NBA. And so I think that that kind of makes a little bit of sense for them. But, you know, between him, he and then, but like I said, if they want to, if, if, if things don't shake out right and, 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 and Golden State, and Bob Myers becomes available. I I think that that Ted would definitely look to to try to go big game hunting and bring him in. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else? I would be like shockingly surprised. Like I I would be very surprised if 
uh, if Masai Ujiri was the next GM of the Wizards. I would be very surprised if Tim Conley was the next GM of the Wizards. You know, I, I would like I would be shocked almost. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I know a lot of Wizards fans listening definitely would be excited with Bob Myers. So I know they're getting their hopes up. Uh, listen, hearing you say that for sure. Um, but yeah, there's some good candidates out there. And, and like I said before, that we're the only job open right now. So uh, we don't have to compete with other teams right now for a GM, but um, they have some good candidates. And, and you heard it here for, first from Troy that they had their first official interview with Milt Newton. Uh, I know GM Scott Perry could be a, a candidate from the New York Knicks as well. Um, last time they interviewed Danny Ferry. Uh, so I don't know if he would be a candidate or anything like that, but um, I think those are a couple, those are a couple of good candidates. Bob Myers would be a, a heck of a hire, but Masai Ujiri. Forgot about Scott Perry. I think Scott mm-hmm. Perry is a guy. He has he has ties with with a lot of DC people, and mm-hmm. I think that I think that's a name that Ted respects, and so I, I put him number three. I forgot I, I forgot about Scott Perry, but mm-hmm. I, I'm like like I said I. I I, I wouldn't hire Scott Perry, but he is a name that I know that resonates with the people in that building. So, you know, I, I think that I think that he he if I, if I had to rank him, I would probably go Milt Newton, Bob Myers, uh, Scott Perry as the power ranking of next GM for the Wizards. OK. All right. So yeah, we'll, we'll look from a month now back on this video and we'll see how that goes. So. I hear everything. I just wanted to. Like, I just wanted to clear up a few things. Like I said, like there, there's a difference between reports and speculating. Like I can get, I can speculate as much as I want. And like I said, I knew that that Tommy Shepard's job was uh was 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 I wouldn't say on the line. Obviously, it was on the line because he got fired. But to me, like the reason why I was like going out there because they did so much due diligence at the trade deadline as far as looking at different options and trying to trade people. And then for them to, at the last minute, decide that they weren't going to trade anybody, and then for them to go out there and miss the play-in, I think that ultimately the chain of decisions is what cost Tommy Shepard the job. So, you know, like, like people say whatever they want. Maybe he should have been listening to me. Like. <laughs> <laughs> And at the deadline, you said they were looking to trade Kuz. They were looking to trade Porzingis. Everything was on the table. They did. I'm, that's not. That's every, everybody reported. Like the, the dude, they did due diligence on every option. Like they, besides trading Bradley Bill, but as far as everybody that was on that roster, they every NBA team got calls from the Wizards about the guys on their roster. And I think ultimately, they, they might not have been as happy with some of the, some of the answers they were getting. Everybody, they everybody was available to be traded. But, I mean, ultimately, I don't think that they were getting the type of returns and these trade talks that they thought that they deserved for their players. So, you know, I think that there's a, there's a couple of different factors as to why they didn't make a move. You know, I, I think that I think that, that Tommy thought that, 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 that keeping it together would, was his best course of action to try and uh, 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 compete for a play-in uh, spot. He was very wrong to think that anybody with a basketball eye could see that that team wasn't going to come out here and 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 make a playoff run. I don't know what he was thinking, but I mean, you know, I, I think that you know that 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 really that trade deadline really kind of cemented his fate within the organization because as when when Ted put out that statement, you know, it was very quick. It was like what two sentences in the first sentence he talked about, yeah, we ain't make the playoffs. 
And that and like and I know that Ted, that stuff matters to him. That like getting those playoff gates matters to him. And so for them to not even be competitive, to not even be in the play in, to not even be like it, it, like to for it to go down to the last you know two three weeks of the season and they were already eliminated like I think that was embarrassing for 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 the Wizards as an organization and, and I think that 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 is definitely it led to to, uh, to Ted Leonsis finally making a decision to part ways with Tommy Shepard. Right as Tommy said, it was disgusting. The season was disgusting. He went and said it was an incomplete grade and then he changed his tune and said the, the but, season. And, was and that's another thing. How can it be an incomplete grade? Like that my, my thing is with Tommy, like, and this is it, like like I like the guy personally, and he and I have a relationship, and I've I've even spoken to him since uh since since since, since he's been let go of, of the job. But everything that I'm saying right now, I, I have no problem saying in front of his face and saying directly to him. I think that he really got caught BSing a lot too much. And at the end of the day, he lost his purpose. He lost why he was here. He lost the journey of him taking 20 years to finally get this job. And they came in and then just, I don't know, he just squandered an opportunity away because he couldn't be real. And my thing is, it's like, or either, either, either he was in such denial with his position within the organization that, that 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 he thought that it was sweet, that he thought that he was okay to be comfortable and 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 not be under this mandate that or 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 really like I I mean I don't know I, I honestly I I want I want to hold myself back because you know like I I, I still have relationships like I, with, with these people but to me it just a lot of the stuff that he said it never made sense and my thing is when you when people would ask him about this stuff. He would just spin it to something else, and then make you forget about what you just asked, and 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 or or he or they always had a line of excuses ready, you know. Oh, like 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 they were the only team to go through injuries, or like they were the only team to uh, you know have people miss games of COVID, like they were the only team to go through any type of struggle. Like it was always something with them, and and like I said, the, they never really had a plan, and and a lot of the things, a lot of the reasoning behind. A lot of the decisions that he made never really made sense, or he was just, or he just was playing not accountable at all. I don't know. Like I, I think that I personally think that Ted Hills has made the right decision because I think that Tommy had his opportunity, he had his chance, and and for really, if you look at his track record, he didn't do enough to give them a reason to keep him. Right. Yeah, I mean, he he said the solid three. They needed more co- cohesion and injuries. You know, when they did play together, they were sixteen and nineteen. Come uh, on, man. What, we, what are we talking about here? That's like, like <laughs> everybody's stupid except for him. Like, yo, yeah, the injuries. Sixteen and nineteen. It can't even get in the. What are we doing? I don't know. Like, they, that's the thing that it's really insulting for to me, and the way that a lot of people within the Wizards organization. You know, and, and, and the, that goes with Taliosis too. And I think I think that you know he put out that statement. But I would love to be able to sit down and have a Q and A with with with, with Ted to figure out what's going on because I don't think there is really a lot of accountability about what's going on with the with the Wizards. And when people ask questions, they always try to spin it and make it seem like they're being picked on or like like or like people are hating. It's like no, like y'all are making moves that are, are kind of shaky. And and people just want to know what's going on. And if you made a mistake, just be accountable. People like yo, I I made a mistake. My bad, yo. Like it's, it's sometimes it's that simple. But I don't think that that's the type of uh, truth and realism that we get from the Wizards organization. 
Right. So other other than the moves that he made, you know, the trades and and some of the the, the Monte Morris for KCP trade didn't work out. Will Barton didn't work out. Uh, the Rui for Nunn trade didn't really work out because Nunn didn't play. Um, he did make a couple good trades along the way. The draft picks were just solid. No home runs. Um, I do think Johnny Davis not working out. I did. I do think that didn't help his case even more. I think that made it worse for him because, you know, Johnny Davis, I, I like him as a player, but he looks, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some time. And you see other guys like Jalen Williams playing well with the Thunder, or uh, Tari Eason, Jalen Duran. Uh, there's a couple guys you can name drafted other Johnny Davis that have been more impactful than Johnny Davis at this point. You know, he had a couple of good games at the end of the year. Um, how is how is Tommy's relationship with the rest of the front office? Like you know, Sashi Brown, other guys that left, um, you know, Pops Benson, Bonsu. Um, what were you hearing about how how he had chemistry with other guys like JT three? Well, well, I feel like I feel like some of those relationships were rocky. And I think that when you ultimately when you look at why he's no longer with the organization, I think that, you know, people want to look at um, Tommy's relationship within others in the in the organization. And this is not just this is not just something from, you know, the last year. I think that, you know, we, we would go back for his whole entire tenure here about you know, how people felt like they were being treated or being talked to or, you know, just 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 all different types of things uh, that 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 workplace environment. And, and, and I feel like that 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 the Wizards as an organization didn't do the best job of maintaining a a a, a very comfortable. Not, I would say comfortable. They didn't maintain a, a, a copacetic workplace environment for all involved. And I think that ultimately that, you know, some people realized like that, yo, there's bigger and better things out here in this world than the Washington Wizards. And so, you know, we look at people who left the organization, like they didn't leave to go anywhere. Like they, they, they got, people got options out here. And so I'm not, they don't, they're not about to be sitting around, you know, dealing with uh, combative situations when you know that 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 they could go and live easier lives and probably better organizations and better like like hell Sashi Brown's like I'm gonna go back to football like this ain't working for me like <laughs> and so you know I think that you know I think that when you look at Tommy Shepard and the way that he treated people he has this public perception that you know that that he gets along with everybody and I think that you know that there are very much a lot of people within the Wizards organization who love him. You know, I, I think that, you know, there were a lot of people within the Wizards organization who 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 thought that he was a great guy. And, and, and I think that there were some people who weren't, weren't really happy with how things were being run uh, under Tommy Shepard's tenure. And so, you know, ultimately, I think that. But 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 to me, none of that stuff. I don't think that there was anything that 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 that, that would maybe like, oh, man, you got to fire the guy. But you, you combine that and. The losing record over the four years, then it's just like, why are we keeping him? Right. Yeah. He he never won more than thirty five games. So, exactly. I mean... so yeah, <laughs> when, when you start adding in that, and and also you know like the different things that are rumblings that you're hearing within the organization, you know, and then it kind of makes sense as to why they felt the need to to move on. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brandon, did you have any questions? No, I'm out of questions, man. But I, I'll comment on Tommy real quick. Um. And I agree with you, you know, with that, you know, those trades he made being the last straw with him being fired. Because, I mean, you know, in the second half of the season, what did we always say was the issues with this team? Bench. Lack of bench scoring. 
and 3 and D wing. We trade away KCP, which you see his impact in Denver. I'm just saying. And yeah. Rui, I'm just, I mean, the, the writing was on the wall, man. So Black Samurai. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. We got back those three first. Through. They're going to be those three second round draft picks and Kendrick Nunn. Like, I don't think that that, that was enough. And, you know, I, I think I, like, I've said this before on many different platforms. Like, the Wizards were heavily invested in Rui Hashimura and bringing the Japanese market to, to Wizards fandom. And to just see that go away for what essentially amounts to a lot of nothing, I think that ultimately that like that that was one of the things that definitely led to Tommy Shepard's demise. Like watching Rui Hashimura go off for 20-point games and, and for the Lakers in the playoffs, watching LeBron sit up there and, and, and call him clutch and dependable. Like, you know, these are things that I don't think Ted Nelson could stomach. <laughs> and player development, too, because Rui, in a, he was quoted to say, you know, Phil Handy, who's their uh, assistant, you know, trainer or whatever, their assistant coach with the Lakers, too. Um, he's, I'm paraphrasing, but Rui said that they, they took time with me or they cared about me or something like that. He definitely went out his way to kind of throw shots at the Wizard organization, I feel like, talking about player development. Um, there and then Phil Handy was quoted to say that when he saw Rui, I want I want to develop Rui. So um, yeah, it definitely felt. And, and then when Rui left too, you know he wasn't happy with the situation. We get it. Um, and then Tommy tried to say he wanted more playing time for Denny, but I know that hurt Ted a lot because it never made whole, any sense because Denny's minutes stayed the same. Oh my God, yeah. that's a, that's a that's another Tommy spin. You think everybody else? is not paying attention like we don't have uh the nba stats uh website like we can't go and look up this stuff like i don't understand like but he gets continued with that narrative knowing that i know he had burner twitter accounts we know he knew that we knew that that wasn't true but he kept running with it anyway like we all stupid but you know yeah get denny more minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. So I, I know Ted was definitely heard about that because you know flying to Japan for the for the preseason game. So I know there was a lot heavily invested, and now to see that happen in LA, where it's a bigger market too, um, I know Ted was definitely upset about that. But um, definitely, yeah. But Troy, we thank you for coming on. Was there anything else that you wanted to say about the Wizards organization? No, 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 or no, like, I, I feel like I feel like I appreciate you guys opening up the platform because you know I I, I really I had a lot of things that you know that I wanted to to say. And I feel like as far as I wanted to get a chance to give people honest coverage, because mm -hmm. I, if you look at it right now, it's not a lot of people talking about what's going on within the Wizards organization. You know, you know, there's, there's not a lot of people, you know, giving you in-depth behind the scenes about, you know, why some, of the, why some of these things are happening, why people are getting fired, what's going on with the hiring process, who's getting interviews. These are things that Wizards fans want to know. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, it, it's it, it's definitely uh, cool that you guys give me the opportunity to come on here and 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 just just I feel like I feel like I was able to vent for a little bit because you know th this was this was a tough year covering Wizards basketball and 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 and, and, and you know it's, it's especially tough when you know things that are going on but you can't say anything so you just gotta sit back and, and keep your mouth shut but you know now 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 that things are kind of the, the wheels are kind of spinning towards a little bit of a, a transition and change, you know, I, I definitely feel like, you know, the, the, the people deserve to to know a little bit more about how the sausage is made. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, Troy, do you have anything to plug? Uh, where can they find you on social media? 
And you can find me on social media at Troy Halliburton. I got nothing to plug right now, but be on the lookout for some big things coming up this summer. That's all I'm going to say about that right now. <laughs> yes, sir. We can't wait. We can't wait. Definitely locked in with Troy. So thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you guys for making Locked the Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to have Howard back uh, coming in to talk about the Wizards. So that should be a fun show as well. Thank you guys for listening. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.